1: Over and over and over, you find in the Old Testament, God saying capital punishment is warranted under these circumstances. He gives different times when, when God said, put him to death because you'll put away the evil from among you. But I want you to notice in that statement, and you won't find it in any of the others either, there's no mandate to hate the guy. There is a mandate to protect the larger people from that evil put away the evil from among you
0: nowadays people tend to take everything personally if you don't like my style then you must hate me today pastor robert reminds us what the bible says about protection and justice if someone commits a crime it's nothing personal but they need to pay for it don't hate anyone but protect the ones closest to you stick around after today's message from pastor robert i have quite a bit of information that i'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the Book of Matthew, Chapter Five, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. His love is the main thing.
1: Be nice to people who aren't nice to you. Reward evil with good. But the more I thought about it, I thought, man, how do I, how do I reconcile this with? what the Bible has to say, for example, what we refer to as the imprecatory Psalms, where David cries out, kill them all, God, kill them all. I want them all dead. All my enemies deserve to die. Just kill them all. And where God clearly in the Old Testament lays out judgment, promises wrath, delivers wrath. I mean, it's like, how do you, how do you reconcile these things? And something came to mind. A few weeks ago, we experienced a tragedy. The new pedestrian bridge at FIU collapsed. It was all over the news, nationally, even internationally, about that bridge collapse. You know, it was supposed to be a modern marvel, this new construction. They build it and then move it over and put it into place. But it collapsed. And the experts haven't given us their reports yet. The engineers have not yet issued their full report as to what happened, why it failed. But I can predict that it's going to come back to integrity. Now, the minute I say that, many of you think I'm talking about human dishonesty, but I'm not. Now that may prove to be a factor somewhere. It may not. It may it may simply be that honest mistakes were made, either in the construction, in the design, in the materials themselves. Maybe maybe the materials were flawed. Maybe they're going to see that human error. It just put just you know an honest mistake. Or but see what I'm talking about here is not this issue of honesty or dishonesty, integrity in that sense. What I'm talking about is the integrity of the construction, the integrity of the materials. The bridge failed. There's no question about that. That's a fact. So somewhere along the way, something went wrong. The integrity of the bridge was compromised for whatever reason. And so it failed, because that's what happens when integrity is compromised. Eventually, there's a failure. And it occurred to me as I'm looking at this that Jesus is giving us a glimpse. He's he's giving us a look into what God has to say about the integrity of a child of God our world you know we we toss that around children of god and the idea that all human beings are children of god and 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 we know that's not what the bible teaches you know the bible actually john talks about us becoming children of god having the right to become children of god on the basis of faith in him. Jesus confronted the Pharisees. You know, they they were talking about the fact that they were children of Abraham, our father, Abraham. And he he said something very important. He said, you don't look a thing like Abraham. You don't resemble Abraham. You're not children of Abraham. You're children of the devil. You look just like him, the father of lies. And you're a bunch of liars. What does a child of God look like from God's perspective? You know, what, what does he say? My children look like this. Jesus gives us a glimpse in this passage of what it is that constitutes integrity for a Christian. A solid, reliable, full, complete, perfect Christian character and nature from that divine perspective. Listen to it. Matthew 5, 43, Jesus said, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I said, you love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? do not even the tax collectors do the same and if you greet your brother and only what do you do more than others do not even the tax collectors do so therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect you know verse 48 i've been thinking about it for 30 years because it's something first time i first time i read it and realized that, that wow that's in the bible therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect because I read it as a command in the context it kind of is but it's also a prediction right one day one day if you're the real deal you're gonna look just like him what a promise what a prediction how convicting Now, before we dig into it, you know, I alluded to the fact that there's some, like, apparent conflict. I want to make a distinction between God's instructions for his judicial system on the earth and these instructions for our individual heart responses to evil because that's what we're talking about here. Jesus was confronting the fact, as he did all through the Sermon on the Mount, the Pharisees were distorting God's heart, distorting God's law. And we have to separate between the the judicial and the individual. The Pharisees apparently were literally teaching people, love your neighbor, but hate your enemy. Jesus said, no, 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 no. No. You don't have to hate your enemy. God doesn't hate his enemies. But he deals with evil. Deuteronomy 24, verse 7, there's just one example out of many. It tells us, if a man has found kidnapping any of his brethren of the children of Israel and mistreats him or sells him, so what are we talking about here? Are we talking about just kidnapping? It's slavery. We're talking about kidnapping. We're talking about slavery. We're talking about human trafficking, right? The trendy thing to be talking about right now in our, in our world. God dealt with it 4,000 years ago. If a man is found kidnapping any of his brethren of the children of Israel and mistreats him or sells him, then that kidnapper shall die. No bones about it. Just kill him. And you shall put away the evil from among you. Over and over and over, you find in the Old Testament, God saying capital punishment is warranted under these circumstances. He gives different times when when God said, put him to death because you'll put away the evil from among you. But I want you to notice in that statement, and you won't find it in any of the others either, there's no mandate to hate the guy. There is a mandate to protect the larger people from that evil. Put away the evil from among you. How? Kill him. Put him to death. You don't have to hate him to do that. See, I had this conversation with a police officer one time, and he just, he couldn't wrap his mind around it. And I understand that. It's, difficult for our frail human brains. You don't have to hate your enemy in order to deal with him. And it may be necessary for the sake of the rest that he be dealt with or she. But in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus was confronting and correcting this serious error. We are never to hate. The loving thing to do may be to confront judge evil and if so then that's what must happen but it shouldn't be out of hatred
0: we're so glad you joined us today on main thing radio it's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry.
1: You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some... Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff, I don't want the fluff stuff, I, I want things that are really, some tools that'll help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I wanna do it, I have time to do it. So we did that, we sent some books, we sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that and they started a little Bible study group and, and God was just using that little 15 minute main thing radio broadcast every day Inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit
0: MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.